beautiful souls and welcome to the Find Your Feminine podcast with your host Carly Jade. My purpose and mission for this life is to help women just like you reawaken their truth through the powers of hypnotherapy, subconscious reprogramming and tantric and neo-tantric embodiment practices. The wild feminine within us all is our greatest teacher and healer. She shows us our unapologetic truth. She embodies our pleasure and she magnetizes our manifestations and abundance into reality. This podcast is designed for you to create a deeper, deeper connection with your feminine through your mind, body, and soul, so you can create and design a life wilder than your wildest dreams. So without further ado, let's jump straight into today's juicy episode. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode. I am so beyond grateful that you're joining me today for our incredible chat with Nicole Fletcher. You are going to just adore this conversation. If you haven't heard of Nicole before or haven't come across her work, you are going to after today. You're going to love her point of view and her perspective on so many things. Uh, but just a little bit of an intro. Nicole is a embodiment teacher. She is a sacred space holder, an emotional alchemist, a mystic and an artist. She is a beautiful visionary in feminine leadership and is very passionate about protecting the sacredness of womanhood and guiding women back to their heart and embodying their feminine power, which I love. Uh, Nicole desires to see a world where men and women are able to understand each other so together they can thrive, unite, and cultivate divine union. So... Without further ado, I'm going to bring Nicole onto the podcast now. And yes, thank you again from the bottom of my heart for joining us today at the end of today's episode. If you loved it, obviously reach out to us, share it on social media, make sure to tag Nicole and I. And let's get into today's episode, shall we? Are we on? <laughs> Are we on? Yay! Well, welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Find Your Feminine podcast. I am so excited that you're here today. I'm so excited. It's such a pleasure. Really keen to talk to you. Yay! Well, we, I mean, we'll probably be going to cover a lot because I can already feel the energy and it's like going to burst out and we're very excited. Uh, but I would love to for you to introduce yourself, tell us and the listeners uh, how you became the incredibly powerful woman that you are today and also Australian accent. I have an Aussie on. <laughs> I love when I have my Aussies on because I, I don't even hear the, I threw the Canadian accents. So I like, it's so immune to my like subconscious now when I hear an Aussie, I'm like, friend. <laughs> I don't even notice my accent. People are like, oh, I love your accent because I recently got back from the UK and I'm like, <laughs> I don't have an Aussie accent. What are you talking about? I sound like you. But then when I was amongst like the real British people, I was like, okay, it's definitely yeah. an Aussie accent. Yeah. Sometimes sounds a bit bogan, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know me, my name's Nicole. I'm 23 years old. I'm almost 24 in a month's time. So it depends when this podcast goes live. 
and I am a yeah daughter of three older brothers my mum and dad still together born and bred here in Perth Australia and what I do now is I'm a feminine leadership and embodiment coach I run retreats workshops online programs and really deep one-on-one mentorships and yeah the big golden question is like how the heck did I even get here there's so many layers to that story Mm. and I guess in a nutshell and feel free to ask questions as I go into this nutshell um when I the moment that I could move and dance I was moving and dancing so Mm. from like two three years old I was doing that and I was in dance for most of my life and as life likes to throw rocks shit happened and trauma happened and I rebelled hard left dance um, was a bit lonely for a long time and struggled in school so I moved to seven different schools and during that time it was really about finding myself which led me to bodybuilding so I found a place where I felt like I belonged and created a intense trauma bond with like bodybuilding and sent it like competitively really really hard and I got really sick and that was the moment that led me to like my I guess you could say my first identity death of like who is Nicole if she's not a bodybuilder when I decided Mm. to quit because I was so unwell and that was the initiation into starting to learn more about myself and gain some self-awareness so I started my studies and that's when hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming came in and a lot of other heady stuff. And a couple of years into coaching, I was like, this is so in the head still, right? And there was still this disconnect. And at the time I was healing an eating disorder and body dysmorphia because of the bodybuilding. And yeah, the, there was this transition where I had to come back to the body and that was my full circle of coming back to movement and dance and discovering feminine and masculine energetics. And I was just hooked and in love and it became part of my life. And people just started asking questions of how are you doing this? How is your business like kicking off? And how are you just the way that you are? And that blew my mind because I was like, I just am. But then I was like, oh, actually, I've done stuff to get here. And so I just started teaching and started taking on clients. And from there, everything became a passion play. And now I get to do what I love every single freaking day of my life. Mm. And it keeps growing and evolving. We love it. That's amazing. And I really wholeheartedly relate to the heady stuff and really needed to go into the body because oh my gosh like literally the same I from the minute I could walk I was just dancing I fucking love dancing mm-hmm. and then I learned hypnotherapy and then it was like I I even noticed it with clients I'm like there was only so much I could go deeper with them I'm like there's there's still so many different layers and when I learned the essence of tantra I was like oh that's what it is it's a somatics and going into the body because the body cannot lie. It can't lie to us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like back in bodybuilding days, I was told constantly, go up in your mind, change mm. the story, change the narrative. And it's like, yeah, but that causes, if you do that long enough, it's causing a huge disconnect from mind and your heart, not to mention your spirit. Like my spirit was so dead because my body was running away from me and I'm trying to force it into something that it's like, fuck no. But my mind up here was like, go, go, go. So mm. yeah, for me now, when clients come in, 
I'm noticing that we are bridging that gap of mind and heart because we don't want them to be separate and just go into the body and go into the ether. It's like, actually, how can we, yeah, bridge this gap, ground it in and be an expression from that place? Mm. And what has been some like beautiful lessons that your body has taught you or areas in which you're in your life that your body has led you to as well? Any like big life-changing decisions, anything that comes to mind? Yeah. Big question. My body wanted to lead me to like so many things that I still didn't choose. I chose the hard path. So my Mm -hmm. body always knew where I needed to go. And this is what I've discovered over the years is that just because you might get a whisper from your body or like a nudge from your body on what to do, because the signals are clear. They're so clear. Once you get out of your head and you know how to breathe deeply into your body and your heart, those signals and whispers are so clear. But what is hard is following that because your mind stops you, right? And yeah, there's so many paths in my life that I took that definitely was the hard and the long Mm. path. And one of those things being in relationships, Um, relationships is a huge theme in my life. And I really believe it's one of the reasons why I'm here is to bring harmony through the masculine and the feminine, whether that looks like gender specific or just energetic within somebody. And okay, it's funny, mind, heart, right? Masculine, feminine as well, coming into union. And yeah, in my relationships, my body has always taught me that if my body isn't opening, my body isn't safe, my body isn't like my pussy isn't wet. It's a fuck Mm. no. And for so long, I always thought, oh, this is just the way that I am. So I didn't think two cents about that because I didn't know how to really tune into the senses of or the language of my body Mm. because I was so disconnected and so convinced that all I ever needed to know was actually up in my mind. Mm. (laughs) But what's up in the mind is like... (sighs) 10 percent of everything (laughs) and if something isn't happening the way we want it to 90 percent of the time it's the body come back to the body language what is the body saying what is the body trying to speak what is the body telling you to do not do to say to stop to cut off listen and you could be in so much in denial right I'm sure like you're nodding your head and you're like yeah that's so many times (laughs) so much in denial of what the body is saying and Another thing the body has taught me is quite often when we have a plan in our head, we go, yep, that makes sense, that makes sense, that makes sense, right? But when it comes to the body's plan, the first step, the second step doesn't make any fucking sense. Until you do the thing, you follow the body's language and then you reap the the rewards or the miracle, right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) of following your body. So yeah, in a nutshell, the body's taught me how to trust myself, how to take the easy path, not the comfortable, the easier path. And it's also taught me that there's no place like home than being in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go anywhere in the world, but when you're so connected to your body, you're home. You're so mm-hmm. home wherever you go. And that is something that no one can take from you. It's nothing that you have to pay for on a weekly subscription. All it requires is your 
willingness to just connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really feel that. I was talking to a girlfriend uh, just before I was coming home from Mallorca and she was like, oh, do you miss um, Canada or Australia? And I was like, no, I don't really miss anywhere. It's like the only reason I want to go back home is because my partner and my puppy are in Canada, but it didn't really matter where they are. It's like my heart is in my body my, and, and the connections and the love that I have with the people around me or the all the pets. <laughs> my heart will be wherever my dog is. Um, so I really, really uh, agree with that. It's like we, so many um, so many downfalls and like chaotic like thoughts and beliefs and, and things that happen in our life come from when we uh, don't follow our heart's path, when we let our, le- our head lead and our body follow when it should be our body leads and our head and our mind follows. It's like our body is always and always t- giving us little cues as well. And then, like you said, it's like, are we we listening? Are we allowing enough time and space to actually listen and listen to the cues of our bodies and the the desires that we have? So I want to bring in also around settling for your desires and this conversation around, I guess, having all of these aspirations and desires and wishes that we want for our lives. Um, Do you have any experiences or topics or things you want to talk about with that? This is going to lead us into <laughs> me talking about my past relationship for the first time, like almost properly. Maybe I don't know mm. where this is going to go. Um, but yeah, th- this message has always been in the back of my mind. You know, you hear it all the time. Don't settle for anything less than what you deserve. Mm. Nicole, don't settle for anything less than what you deserve. Okay, I won't. <laughs> but I was like settling for so much less than what I deserved and what I knew was possible. And as somebody who preaches limitless potentiality and possibility, there was still so many things that I was blindsided to in my life that I wasn't embodying that message in. And one of those things was my past relationship. And oh, I'm like, where do I, where do I even start this? So I remember I wrote out this whole like manifestation of this divine man about four years ago. And I was one year into this relationship, this five-year relationship at the time, but we had split up. So I was like, oh, okay, it's time to write again, like what exactly I want. So I wrote it down and my heart was on fire. I was so excited about this man. And I was like, wow, this is really possible. This is going to be like next level shit. But at the same time, I was like, okay, I've got to let go of the expectations because he might not be all this. And my partner and I got back together. Um, It was definitely huge trauma bonds, codependency, not healthy at all. Uh, But at the same time, that relationship was a gift because what it did show me was everything that I didn't want. And so now I can confidently put two feet on the ground and say, Mm fuck no to this and fuck yes to this. And that's been huge for me because there's no way that I would be able to appreciate a good, healthy, masculine man who respects me, treats me well, and who is a gentleman if I didn't end up going through what I went through in that relationship. And I also want to be aware that I'm also talking about somebody else as I speak into this and Overall, he was a really kind man, but there was there was just so much that I was just settling for. 
and so much that was defeating my my confidence, like really defeating my confidence. And there were so many times where I got the whisper of like, you're not meant to be here. You need to leave. You need to leave. Don't wait for it to get worse. And it's funny because my mind was like, oh, I'll wait till it gets worse or I'll just wait or I'll see what happens. And it's like, how many times do we actually do that? Not just in Mm. relationships, but we're waiting for the something bad to happen or worse to happen. It's like, what is that thing? Oh, maybe him cheating on me. And then I will do what I need to do or move or change or cancel these plans. And it's like, but why do you have to wait for it to get shit? Why do you have to wait for you to be in your suffering? Why do you have to wait for it to be really freaking bad before Mm -hmm. you actually choose that you want better or deserve better? Like, why do we do that? Right. And so to me, that's settling. It's like, you're settling because it just is, it's not exactly what you want, or you don't believe you can have it because people tell you be realistic. And I feel like the whole concept of being realistic is literally the robber of magic. Like if you want to live a life full of magic, full of miracles, it's like, stop using the analogy of being realistic. I get it. We live in a society that's like, if you want to achieve like in X, Y, and Z time, like be realistic. But for me, that's not even a part of my dialogue anymore. It's like, how much more can I ask for? How much bigger can I dream? And I'm not going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen because there's always magic happening. And to my surprise, things happen better than what I could have ever even dreamt of anyways. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, in this relationship, I back and forth, back and forth. I remember being in a breathwork session at the start of the year and my body's wisdom was like, oh, I got asked this question. And the question was, what is the one thing that needs to go in order for you to align to your highest dream right now? Something along the lines of that, like highest purpose or expansion. And straight away, it was like relationship. And I was like, no, it's not that. Like, we'll we'll just leave that over there because nothing was like chaotically wrong, you know, but deep down, if I was like honest with myself, there was such a sadness and loneliness in my heart of like, surely there's more, you know, Mm -hmm. so unfulfilled, so dissatisfied and so dull, like dull. Life was so dull. And I love a fertile, rich, fulfilling, fun life. So it just didn't make sense that I was there. So I kept looking without me and trying to like sort out everything else in my life, tell myself my relationship wasn't a problem and that it's actually good. And what do I have to complain about? Because it's not like anything bad is happening Mm -hmm. other than maybe just not being met in certain desires. So I was settling. And over time, some really bad things happened. Um, I won't go into what they are because I don't think I'm ready to go into that yet. Um, But it was really unhealthy. And it was a massive wake-up call. And it's like the universe gave me no other choice but to look at what was really happening in that relationship at that point. And I was like, wow, okay. And I took a big look at my life. And it's funny because I took a big look at my life at the rock bottom of bodybuilding when I was seriously sick before I quit. Similar experience with the relationship. Everything was like what felt like to me at rock bottom. This Mm. is shit. I'm so unhappy. I even expressed to the women in my program that I'm really unhappy in my relationship right now. 
and I'm big on speaking truth. So like I just spoke that to them and they're like, wow, okay, yeah, we we feel that. And to admit that was big because then I was like, okay, well, something obviously needs to change. I'm not going to settle here. And it took a while because I was in this battle of mind and body. And then just one day I just decided I was like, okay, this, like, look at the evidence here and what's happening. And the evidence was no matter how many times I invite him, right, because all of my work is feminine and masculine energetics. So I'm there like, okay, what the fuck am I doing wrong? <laughs> like, why, why is he not coming to me? Why is he not being magnetized to me? Like, why are my invitations not working? Like, I'm losing my mind, babe. Like, I did the work. I looked at myself. I was like, okay, everything is a mirror. Then I'm going to go in and do my mirror work and sort my fucking shit out. And I did it like so, so deep for eight months. And I still came back to the relationship and nothing fucking changed. Mm. And it was at that point where I realized like there is so much that you can do, but there's a very fine line between noticing that what is actually in your life that isn't fulfilling you just needs to go at this point because where I had energetically realigned to with my desires, with my goals, with my plans, with my wants, my needs, everything was at a completely different position to the position in which I met him. So back then it was in alignment, but here it wasn't in alignment and because he hadn't grown with me, it was just a fuck no. And that's sad, right? Because you love the person so much. And it was, it was so hard. There's, I will not ever say it was easy to make this decision and to even follow through with it. That's a whole other thing, follow through with it and not come back and in the process of emotions. But it was just so clear at that point that I've done what I can now and I can confidently say that I have. Now it's time to walk away. Because he clearly isn't meeting me. And, um, yeah, I forget why I'm telling you this story. But, yeah, and then Settling. I started to walk away. That's right. Yeah, I walked away. And once I walked away, everything became even more clear. And I was mm. like, wow, everything actually is possible. And if any everything is possible, why am I settling for this relationship? That doesn't make any sense. What I've written down here is possible. I'm going to leave this relationship. I'm going to believe this is possible and I'm not going to settle for anything less now. Like I'm not. My energy is so sacred and I'm done prostituting my energy for other people and playing the good girl, playing the princess that wanted to be saved all the time from him and instead actually stepping into my power and going, this is what I want this is how I want it. And if I feel anything less than that, less than what I deserve, then it's a no. I don't Mm. need saving. I don't need somebody else to validate me or tell me my worth. I now know who I am and I'm not going to settle. And it's like from leaving that relationship, I really had the space and the opportunity to nourish my inner child again, who was so like wanted to be held and saved and treated like a little girl, right? My little girl came out so much in that past relationship and I see that and that really was messy. 
But now I had the opportunity and the space to build a relationship with her deeper than I ever have before. Mm. And now from that place, it's like I don't need anyone else. And when someone does come into my life and treats me right, I know that I've always also got me, but that is like a huge bonus and I feel respected and I feel treated well and my desires are met. So, yeah, that that's like one example, but there's other little stories along the way of settling. And I see examples for other women, like, are you settling for the program? Are you settling for the money? Are you settling for the career? Are you settling for the friendship? Are you settling for the food on your dinner table? Are you, you know, like such simple stuff. Are you settling for the conversation that you're having right now? Like, is, is it actually meeting the depth that you desire? Mm. Like something so simple, like having a conversation with a friend, your heart's desire is like, I really want deeper intimacy with this person. It's like, well, if you want intimacy, you're going to have to start speaking some fucking truth mm-hmm. and maybe start with the fact of, I want a deeper conversation with you. Hi, how can I get to know you better? Yeah. You know? And then from that place, like you're meeting your desire, but it does take radical responsibility, a daring heart and a courageous soul to choose to not settle for anything less than what you desire because you have to go first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no and it's, it it's like jumping into the fucking deep end. It can be so frightening and so scary. So I just want to be like, <laughs> amazing, <laughs> celebrate you in that. And yeah. I, I'm not too across your story, but you're in Europe right now with your new partner. In did you say Europe? I'm not in Europe. Denmark, isn't that in- Denmark? Yeah, I'm in Denmark. No, Denmark's in um. Five hours south, I think it's south, south from Perth. Oh, I thought you were in, I was like, it's like 3 a.m. there. (laughs) No, you got me at my 7.30 a.m. It's wild, actually. (laughs) I usually never talk at this time. So I was like, it's going to be interesting what comes out of my mouth. Um, Yeah, no, I'm in in Denmark with this, this yummy, yummy man, like Carly. When you cut the shit out of your life that isn't meant for you, mm-hmm. whoa, like God, universe, whatever, cosmos pulls you into alignment. And when you are in alignment, shit moves fast, things come to you, things are magnetized to you that are all in your highest alignment. And it's just easy. It requires such little discipline. Yeah. And it's so funny because when I met this man, <laughs> just a brief story, my mind, again, my mind wanted to convince me that you can't have this. It's too soon. Who are you to, you know, entertain this after you just left this other relationship? And all these other narratives of like trying to water down how actually divine his offering of love was. Mm. And how pure and how true and loving it was. I was like, interesting. My mind has been so fucked up. <laughs> like, but the my body knew. And this is the thing. My body's response to him was insane. And I don't mean like, oh, fiery, like, let's go and fuck like a lot. You know, it was this, the deepest exhale I've ever felt. Mm. And it was a homecoming into safety and it was mm-hmm. a landing in with each other's heart. 
mm-hmm. and soul. And it's like before I even seen the physical, the spirit was just talking to each other from the point of frequencies, the values, the words, the language, the the body language, like the understanding through that all came first. And then there was a conversation where the mind united in that place and everything just made sense. But in that process, especially at the beginning, there was that disconnect of the mind wanting to deny and water down and almost sabotage something good actually being there for me. So, yeah, I'm with this scrumptious man who is divine, healthy, masculine, and I'm still like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? There's, there's stuff that he does and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know, whoever's listening to this, like, good, good. And this is the thing. I knew good men are out there because this is the work that I do. And I'll never forget um, somebody I was working with before, like who was coaching me, I was sharing to them about my past relationship. And one of my desires was I want to be with somebody who I can hold space with. That was one of my desires. And when I was working with this coach, I spoke into that of like, am I with the wrong person? Because like, there's no way he's going to hold space with me, nor does he ever show interest in what I actually do. And they were like, you don't need a man who's in the work to have a good relationship. Mm. And so from there, I just settled even more. Like I gave away my sovereignty and my power in that moment of what I really wanted. And yeah, now noticing like that's actually what I want. So if anyone comes into my path that isn't that, then it's just a no. Mm. And yeah, him, him and I are going to be holding space together and we're both in a very similar space as well with what we do and what we preach. And it's just wild. Like the moment I was discerning of I'm a no for this and I'm a yes for this, everything changed. Like my whole law of attraction changed, but I had to somatically feel that in my body and go through that, which mm. sucked, but that's what it was. Mm. So yeah, good mm. men exist out there. Open your heart to it. Know what you do want, know what you don't want. And just don't fucking settle for anything less. Don't listen to what other people, coaches, even myself, like just don't listen to anyone. Come back into your body (laughs) and just the simplicity of what do I actually want to believe is possible? Because you are the creator of your reality. We know this. It's so simple. But why do we continue to still seek to solidify our own truth that we feel within already, Mm. right? And it's like the only way to get to self-trust is literally through trusting. There's nobody that can teach you it. There's no other extra lessons about it. To trust yourself, to actually not settle for the life you desire is to simply keep stepping forward. Don't give up on yourself. Have a strong strong backbone is what I always say, like the masculine strong backbone. And that's your discernment. That's your power. That's your unfuckwithable force that knows what she wants, that doesn't settle for anything less. But then have an open heart mm. and a soft belly, right? Yeah, soft belly, strong backbone, and just keep walking forward with that because your open heart is going to magnetize what you want. Your soft belly is like your soft body, which just speaks a whole nother language to your law of attraction, and it allows you to receive more. So you know the abundance, all the juicy goodness, and that strong backbone is like I know what I want, right? And the the universe, if we want to use that term, needs to feel that from you because if you are unwavering in your presence and in your knowing. 
then it is going to respond back that same way. Mm. Oh, you say you want this, but you're a little bit unsure. Okay, well, here's this. Yeah. Mm. And what I've been seeing a lot lately is what I've been playing in the realms of is like life after healing. What does life look like after healing? Because I feel like a lot of us has been in this like uh, pressure cooker of like learning trauma and trauma bonds and all the all the uh, vocabulary and all the things and just like learning all about ourselves. And I'm like, cool, <laughs> we've done this. Uh, and now what's after? Like who is actually showing us like after healing? And I'm not saying someone is like 100% healed, but what I've started to notice in myself, in clients and in my family, in friends around me, there's certain people that can have everything in front of them, all the assistance, all the help, do all the trauma healing work and still are addicted to the victim mentality. And it's like you can have the most beautiful person, man, woman in front of you. You could have the dream job or whatever it is, like literally right in front of you. But like there is still an element if you don't feel, if you're addicted to playing the victim and not feeling safe and receiving to completely self-sabotage that. And it's just been really interesting to witness that. And the start of the year, I was literally doing that, the, the same thing. I'd be like, why can't I just surrender? Like, why is this so hard? I'm like, oh, it's my subconscious. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. What was your, what is your view? Yeah. So this is where we get into what I like to call the heavy undercurrent of the personal development world. And the heavy undercurrent is the never ending cycle of suffering and that we always need to do the work. Mm-hmm. There's been a huge period of time where there has been the calling for the collective to go in and to go deep. And I was actually having this exact conversation with many other women who were leaders in this space of there is actually no desire now for us to throw our hands up to go into a deep excavation. We're feeling this calling as women now to step deeper into our pleasure and our joy and our ecstatic bliss and just be in our softness and be in our play. That's where we're heading now. Like we're going out of the, we're going really, yeah, out of the information age into this inspiration age, Mm. right, where we just want to play, we want to dance, we want to sing. It's like I'm done. I'm not done with the healing because, like you say, you're never done with the healing, but something that I preach a lot in my work is instead of going excavation to liberation, we can actually reach our liberation through our pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so if we naturally follow the course and the path of our pleasure and the play and the expansion and we just literally have a good time, there's going to naturally be things that pop up that we need to address. But this is the magic of like emotional alchemy, right? That thing comes up. If we are in our pleasure, that is the most powerful force to alchemize anything that comes up, even if it's a pattern of suffering and wounding. So that shit's going to be alchemized so quick. And for anybody who doesn't know what that means, it means that it's going to be transformed into something other than that feeling. Mm -hmm. And so quite often, you know, like grief is alchemized into relief and that can be done through pleasure. Pain is alchemized into pleasure, which is done through pleasure, right? Every single time you feel pain, you get alchemized back into pleasure And where I'm going with this is like, I feel life after healing is really just you 
choosing to have a human experience here, like a spirit having a human experience on this earth. And this is also where we go from, we allow ourselves to be taken from this place where we we felt like the victim. We felt like there's so much that's wrong with us and needed fixing with us. And to me, that's just surviving. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm broken. Once you do the healing, you get to this place where you realize I'm not broken, but sometimes I feel broken and that's okay. And then you're pretty self-aware at this point that unless you're addicted, there's no need to keep digging into your past. It'll naturally come up through you living, which is what we're here to fucking do, right? So do that. And to me, what I'm interested in and what I love working with is now let's thrive. Like Mm -hmm. imagine the life that you want. Now let's go, what if it could be more? Mm -hmm. And your, your body, like nothing can fathom what that is, but it's like that is what I mean by expansion, by liberation, by limitless potentiality and possibility. Like that is what we get to tap into. But the problem is we always wait till we're at a point of suffering before we really do anything about our lives. And what if we didn't wait? What if things were actually good and we asked, how can it be better? And Mm -hmm. we used the tools of like pray, intention, connection, community to amplify that and then make our lives even better from that place that is such a energetic match for a higher frequency life, you know, like it just Mm -hmm. blows my mind that we wait for that. So something that I implement in my life now is instead of waiting for things to crash before I'm on my knees begging to God, it's like, what if I actually sat down and prayed to God and was like grateful every single day for everything and asked for more, even when I'm good. Mm. And I don't know if you've been following my stories, but like the last week I've had breakfast paid for me lunch is given to me, dinner's given to me, flowers just given to me by the florist for free. Like just these moments of like abundance and synchronicities and connections because I'm intentionally sitting down. I won't uh, yet actually know what it is every day now. Like I literally pray every single day. Like there's so much intention seeded into my life now mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like, whoa, like things are moving so fast. Yeah. So the other problem with the victim mentality and like people doing the inner work and life after healing is that in the personal development world, and I definitely used to be this coach, is some people are still in the pattern of like they haven't actually healed their maiden wounds Mm. and the maiden is the part of us that is so important, especially for women, because it's our play, it's our creativity, it's our innocence, it's our softness, and it's our vitality. And she's so magnetizing and so exciting and magnetic. But the wounded maiden, which is a lot of the place that it is the place where a lot of our shit comes up as women, like from the wounded maiden before any other archetype in the feminine archetypes. And the maiden always wants to be saved. And when she enrolls herself into coaching before addressing some of her own shit, she will continue the pattern of trying to also save her clients and save the people. And as a result, we are so unconsciously taking away their power. We're deepening the pattern in personal development of there's always something to fix. There's always something to do. There's always inner work to do. You're not done yet. 
And that's where we continue this pattern of like saving victim mentality because the maiden loves to be in victim Mm -hmm. as well. She loves to be in victim. Oh, what is wrong with me? What have I done wrong? Oh, fuck, there must be something else, right? Like so hooked on that suffering. So when she's enrolled into coaching or leadership and she's not aware about those patterns, she's going to be perpetrating this, yeah, this consistent role of trying to save everybody else and also trying to be saved by her clients, which actually isn't healing the world. Mm -hmm. It's not helping. And that's where we get stuck in the inner work and the addiction. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the other day we, in my group program, I, I asked them, I was like, why do you not believe that you are worthy of a pleasurable life if applicable? And a lot of them said, like, with so much suffering in this world, how am I meant to live a pleasurable life when there is so much pain? And I felt the exact same. I have a, uh, my family is still very, very heavy in their suffering, my whole family. I'm like (laughs) the black sheep by a mile. Um, And for myself, I, I, for about a a good four years or maybe even just getting into this work, this year is probably the only year that I've fully been openly open with my pleasure and like my happiness and my bliss. And I didn't show that for so long because I was like, well, how am I meant to show that when my, my family's suffering? How am I meant to do that? And I related so heavily to that. And I think that, and also in addition, we got programmed to say, to not ask for too much, not to be too much and not to claim too much. And it's like all this energy of like keeping us stuck in this place. But like we cannot serve humanity. We cannot raise the consciousness of this earth. We cannot go into new earth frequency. Well, we can, um, but I really feel like the, the, the divide between suffering and bliss is just getting so strong and stronger and stronger and stronger. And now we have to choose as a choice. It's not like, oh, I have to do this program and then I'll be able to have my bliss. It's like, no, it's actually just a choice. It's like, do I want to feel bliss or do I want to feel suffering? Do I want to be addicted and be uh, attached to all of these uh, reasons as to why I cannot be a certain way or do I just choose my happiness right now um yeah so what comes up around that for you Mm, what came up actually is uh, one of the universal laws which is the law of duality and polarity so what this means is that in order for us to experience certain highs we literally have to experience the direct frequency Mm. of the low and I used to not believe that and maybe this is a construct of a belief, but there's just so much evidence now that I, and a deeper, deeper knowing other than just my mind's belief that this is literally true. And I feel like if you want to come into your bliss and choose your bliss, quite often the reason why you're not there or not able to choose it is actually because there's a lot of stuff blocking you from choosing it. And so if you choose it and claim it, you're actually not going to go directly to bliss. You're going to be faced with everything that's in the way of bliss first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that is a requirement in order for you to get to your bliss because you actually need to probably experience the depth of that so you can experience the spectrum of your bliss. And it's just really wild because it's like, <laughs> like, why does it have to be that way? But it is that way and I don't know why it's that way. I have no answer. But this is just a constant theme in my life and I've noticed a recent example of this other than pleasure was with the business and 
I, I really wanted to bring through more beauty and play and innocence in my business. And the more I tapped into that, the more I started to see the stuff that wasn't pure and the people that weren't integral in leadership. And it's interesting because the first time I spoke that out loud, I felt this feeling of like, oh, am I being righteous? Am I being really fucking judgmental? And soul was like, no, like this is just your knowing now. And you've been gifted with being able to see and feel this because now, you know, you're you're traveling this spectrum and that's what's going to happen. So the more you tap into to pleasure, you are going to notice and be able to see people's pain. Mm-hmm. But you're the gift to their pain for as long as you can be confident in expressing your pleasure. Mm-hmm. And your triggers, like uh, your you as a trigger is actually a gift to people. I used to get really freaking angry and be like, no, don't trigger people. Like that's wrong. That's rude. But we can never, never intentionally hurt someone unless it is literally our intention to hurt. So if mm-hmm. you're going, I'm going to go into pleasure to freaking make this person jealous, then of course you're going to hurt that person. But if you're going into your pleasure just to simply be sovereign and in your expression confidently and in the hope that you're going to inspire them, keep doing it, even if you trigger them, because it's going to be a gift. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't ever triggered or shown that in my life, there is no way I'd be where I am today. Everything makes sense later. It never makes sense right now. And yeah, it's just you have to choose it first, though. Yeah. You have to literally stand there, look at yourself in the mirror, and be like, I am choosing this and feel so somatically in your body that I am done with X, Y, and Z. Even when you claim your desires and your wants or your goals, let's give a real logical, tangible one here. I want to make a million dollar business. The moment you say that out loud, energy is already at play. The first thing that you're going to be showing with is everything that is in the way of you being in that million dollar business. So we expect sometimes the path to be direct once we say what we want, but it's like there's going to be a whole journey and spectrum that you're going to go through before you can meet that. And when you just know that that's what's going to come up first, we can get out of that victim mentality and step into thriving and expanding. So we can go, okay, I know that shit's going to come up. Cool. Let's have fun and let's play with it. Again, that Mm. choice. It gets to be a pleasurable experience rather than something where I'm being a victim and caught in my suffering about why the fuck is this happening to me? I thought I did the work and I said what I wanted with my manifestations. (laughs) You know, I'm sure we've all been there like, why is this happening or not happening for me? (laughs) But if we can just be aware that, okay, this is what's going to happen. And expectation is the the robber of joy, right? Like it kills our joy. The moment you have expectations or comparison robs joy as well. So if you really are somebody who wants to choose more pleasure in life, more ecstasy and bliss, stop comparing your bliss to somebody else's. Mm -hmm. The moment that you compare your 100 downloads to somebody's 10,000 downloads robs your joy, right? Robs your pleasure. The moment you compare maybe something that brought so much joy to you in your relationship to somebody else that's like receiving maybe something else, it's going to rob your joy. And 
in that moment of reflecting or maybe comparing to other people, it gives one of two gifts. It either robs you or it's actually a reflection of self-inquiry to go, do I actually desire more? Mm-hmm. But you can still keep choosing pleasure. You can still allow yourself not to be robbed. Mm. Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And this is going to be so beneficial because I feel like sometimes when we're on this journey and we don't have coaching or we're not in like some sort of container to seek help, we we make that choice and we're like, yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. Then we get faced in the adversity of the, of the, of the pain and then we run away. And then we play the cycle again. And then we're like, no, we're ready. It's like every Monday we're like, I'm going to go to the gym and eat healthy. And then you just you just never do. It's like that the minute that you're actually showing that truth aspect and the, 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 the depth that you have to dive into, like jumping off that ledge, it can be really scary. So I think anyone listening that wants to make change or or take this big leap in their truth and really start to cultivate and create a life worthy or that is in alignment to their desires. I think community for me has been one of the, the, the most incredible elements or aspects to really help me to keep going. Because if I didn't have girlfriends or my partner to just lean upon and just uh, feel supported by, obviously myself is really important, but like going through anything by yourself is going to be a lot more intense as as opposed to having community and uh, I think more than ever before like obviously with the rise of social media and everything and COVID being locked away it's like we're just craving connection and uh, so many people are going through the exact same things although we just lock ourselves in our rooms and just think that everyone else has a perfect life right Um, which is so not true. Yeah, and we're done with the days of the lone wolf, right? Yeah. The feminine thrives in community, connection, and collaboration. And the idea that, yeah, we have to do it alone is such an illusion illusion that's just causing more heartache, distance, and separation. And it does, again, take courage to call on community or be in community, but it is so vital to pattern interrupt Because as much as we can have our own back, we're also a spirit with an ego and that can really construct us into a narrative and a story sometimes that we can't see. And this is where we get to be humble. (laughs) And community helps us pattern interrupt what we might not be seeing. Mm -hmm. So it's literally vital for for our expansion to be surrounded by people who are going to do that to be surrounded by people who do have the same intentions or similar values so then they can call us forward and be a stand for our greatness rather than people around us that might be a mirror of our limitations Mm -hmm. yeah I think uh, for so long I have been praying uh, for community and up until a month ago I finally found the most like they're literally like my soulmates like I had to say goodbye to one of them recently because she lives on the other side she's moving closer to me but we were crying and we call each other every day and I'm like oh my gosh this is like it feels like separation anxiety it feels like I'm a part of you and I think uh, I'm really in the era or the essence of treating my relationship with friends the the exact same energy that I would treat a lover it's like that vulnerability and that connection and that depth and I think uh this is what this world needs is like it's more love it's more love in every aspect um so yeah I really really agree community is creme de la creme (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And like, can we just say how freaking good and almost invincible you feel to just take on your wildest dreams and desires when you just have good people around. Yeah. Even speaking into like, fuck, you're awesome. Like, yeah, go for it. And just good vibes. It doesn't always mean like the conversations are easy because if you want to create intimacy, sometimes there's those like yeah. combo. But it comes back to love. And when you're surrounded by good people who yeah, just going to be so there for you. Mm. Your whole, well, I feel like for myself, I can have my back so much, but it's like, I, f- I think it's just, it comes down to feeling so held that you feel safe that no matter what happens, even if it does fuck up, I've got my people. And what more could you want for it? Like a happy life, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've spoken to people and have friends who even financially like, have supported them so much from the deepest place of love and trust, like knowing that they're going to reap money back. So, hey, here's $20,000 to kick off what you want. Like that depth of trust and friendship and supporting. And then they killed it. You know, it's like the community and support, like what's possible when we form this alliance with people in the community. Like mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't need I'm going to go there. We don't need systems or the patriarchal fucking bullshit. Like when, when we're there, like it's such a reclamation of our own human rights and humanity and sovereignty that, mm. yeah, <laughs> so good. I'm just feeling you because I'm like, yeah, when you find those people, <laughs> so good. Mm. Sure. And I used to be the one where I was like, oh, I'm never going to find my friends or my circle or my community. And like, such a man for me right now. <laughs> I literally was like, three months ago, I was like, fucking like all my soul family, like, isn't in Australia and da da da. And it's funny because the man that I'm seeing now, he was like, mm-hmm, you just wait. And I was like, fuck, I'm saying this story. Like, this is becoming my reality. And I just had to open my heart of like, no. There's more of my people here. And then boom. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just really feel your love and zest for life. And I know that everyone listening to this podcast will feel it. You are just like such a radiant soul. And I, I really feel that you embody this work. Um, You can really feel when someone's truly invested and your heart is so online. So I just want to say thank you for being so open and vulnerable today. It was so gorgeous. Is there any parting words or any sprinkles of wisdom that you wanted to leave the girls on this journey of like following their heart's desires, um, being their full and apologetic truth? All that jazz. Mm. Yeah. All I want to say is wherever you are in life right now, whatever whisper you're getting to do right now, even if it doesn't fucking make sense, like talk to someone, book that workshop, reach out to that person, ask a question, ask for help, whatever it is, just do it. Like if there's one thing you're going to take action on after this podcast, do it and see where it takes you. My Mm -hmm. motto this year is say yes, see where it takes you. As somebody who was so ingrained to keep boundaries and say no, keeping my closed heart, I've opened it and it's like, say yes, see where it takes you. So that's the invitation. Yeah. And keep us posted. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And I want to say thank you for seeing me as well, Carly. In yeah, I get really lit up and almost taken away when I start talking into all this stuff. But yeah, I really appreciate you for seeing me and speaking into that. So thank you. How can the women listening on the podcast uh, learn more about you or work with you and get more Nicole vibes? Ooh, so I've been in my little hermit shell doing my own things past couple of months. Um, But yeah, the best way you can learn from me still is my own podcast, Reclaiming Confidence. I'll send you through some links. Also head over to Instagram. That is where I hang out all the time and you can get some personal behind the scenes of me. And we also have, if you are based in Perth and you want some face-to-face connection and community and not be in your excavation, (laughs) instead come into your celebration, come to Temple Senses Night. So this is a face-to-face event where we get to come into the sacredness of who we are as women. We get to explore our unbridled pleasure and we get to really communicate and get to know our desires deeper in our body so we can start to embody that and take action towards that in our life. So this is like a sanctuary where what we literally just spoke about, you get to come and embody in the safest place and be supported mm. by women who are so aligned in that way for you as well. So they, that is going to be magical. Um, it's going to involve a lot of dance as well. So we've got dance, temple practices in there, just a lot of fun. Again, like fun, 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 yeah. fun. Um, and also Femme Alchemy, which is a new launch program coming to the space. That is going to be live for enrollments at the end of September. I don't know when this is going to go live. And to be like totally transparent, this is going to be, it's like nothing I've ever seen out there before. And it is like nothing I've ever done before because everything I've ever done has always been like a huge entry point investment, like a long program. And this again is fun, 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 fun. Fem Alchemy is all about feminine embodiment. It's about play. It's about pleasure. It's about actually going into practices that you get to keep for a lifetime, get to have fun with. And also really, if you're in a relationship or want to be in a relationship, what we're going to be doing in Fem Alchemy is going to bring you closer to actually becoming this radiant life force energy that is going to help you become a better partner as well because you'll be able to come, become that muse for your king instead of being that mother. Mm. So, yeah, Fem Alchemy is just going to be magical, playful, fucking insane. It's going to be an eight-week online program and so fucking affordable. Like if people have always wanted to go into feminine energetics and they don't do this, I'm like... What? Like, anyways, yeah. So I'll send you through the links. Definitely head over to that. And if you have any questions, let me know. And yeah, thank you for allowing me the space to speak into all of those things because all the stuff is happening now that I've had that space. Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you so much, my love.